Blog Talk Radio. From Washington, D.C., this is In My Opinion with Caroline. And the In My Opinion team, Stephen Reese, Taquan Etheridge, Brandon Andrews, Trelane Patrick, and Terry Jones. Our mission is to educate by providing stimulating conversations. We may have a difference of opinion, but we are united for change. Listen to this show on the go by downloading from iTunes. Also, like us on Facebook at In My Opinion TV. Welcome to In My Opinion. This is Caroline. Tonight we're with Stephen Reese, Taquan Etheridge. And the topic tonight is faith versus atheism. The choice to believe. Can I hear an echo? I do too. To join the discussion with a question or comment, please feel free to call us at 347 Three two seven nine eight eight three. Our guests tonight are now Fort, Fort Baptist Church of Lincoln Gardens in Newark, New Jersey, and Teray Coffey, who was baptized a Catholic, but whose religious views have changed in the past three years. Although he's been a skeptic most of his life, he currently identifies as an atheist. Atheists are a growing population, which is captured by the interview by Wolf Blister last week after the Oklahoma tornado. Who was a bit surprised by the interviewee's response? Here's the clip. Sanders is Brian. Brian. Yeah, Brian. You like Brian, huh? That's your yeah. dad. <laughs> But we're happy you're here. You guys did a great job. Yeah. Uh, and you, I guess you got to thank the Lord, right? Yeah. Do you thank the Lord for that split-second decision? I, I, I'm actually an atheist. Oh, you are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you made the right call. But, yeah, yep. We are here. And, for, and, and you know, I don't, I don't blame anybody for thanking the Lord. Of course not. Yeah. Hey, all right. Anders, you want to try one more time? So, Wilt was a little startled at the fact that she advised that she was an atheist. So, Hindus, Buddhists, Christians, and Muslims all believe in a higher being of God. For me, not believing there is a God defies logic or rational thinking. It is best articulated by Albert Hymas in a quote. He says, I would rather live my life as if there is a God and die to find out there isn't than to live my life as if there isn't a God and die to find out there is. So basically, once you die, you do not get a do-over. So we'll begin the discussion there. Um, with that said, we will have Torrey advise or to tell us how he formulated his review on religion. Can you, um, can you repeat? Your, there's a lot of feedback. Can you repeat? Can you, um, is there any way to eliminate that? Because I kind of, I didn't get the whole question. Yeah, the yeah, question is, can you, can you still hear me? Are you, are you I can okay? hear you. It's just double Do you feel feedback at this moment? Yes. But I, I, I'll try to, I, I'll try to um, answer as best I can, given what okay. I've heard. 
Okay. So can you repeat the question? The, the, the question was, I was saying with that said, for us to tell, for you to tell us how you formulated your review, your views on religion. Oh, well, just a, a, a brief background. I was, um, I come from a, a Catholic background. Um, I went to Catholic schools all my life, so I was pretty much exposed to Catholic doctrine and everything that it had to offer in terms of the afterlife and Jesus Christ um, being sacrificed for our sins. But I, I was always, uh, by nature, a bit of a contrarian, a bit of a, a skeptic. So, uh, but even still, because I was being told these things, uh, you know, as a child, even though we come into the to the world as essentially not believing in anything so much, I still sort of embraced the doctrine, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and my my primary view for switching was a, a gradual process from, say, the age, from maybe my mid-20s. Um, I just asked a, a lot of contradictory, uh, asked myself questions because I felt that there was a lot of contradictory uh, information that I was being fed that didn't make sense to me. So my pathway is pretty much through reason, common sense, and uh, scientific uh, explanation for things that most people would consider to be miracles. I pretty much uh, accept as uh, as a happenstance or luck, whichever word you uh, prefer to use. So that's sort of, uh, in a nutshell, how it happened for me. And then over the past three years, I definitely considered it, for me, was my my only option in terms of truth, that um, even though there's no way, I, I can conclu- conclusively say there is no God, the God of the Bible certainly doesn't exist, or the Christian God, I should say. That's a good segue to um, now. So, um, now, what is your interpretation of God as a person of faith? Um, well, first, I just want to thank you all for allowing me on the conversation. Um, and I want to thank my brother for sharing his experience as well. Um, my interpretation of God as a person of faith, uh, I guess that's a loaded um, question in many ways because I have many interpretations. It's not one simple interpretation. Um, I guess I can start by saying that, for me, my experience is growing up deeply influenced, and my experiences now in life deeply influenced my evolving relationship with the divine or God or whatever anyone prefers to call it. Um, I would start with uh, a grounding in love. Um, like I said, this is all informed by my experiences, not necessarily through a religious book. And my whole life I tended to think of more or less, even though there was a lot of contradictions to this, I personally was taught by my mama and by folk around me that God was love. Um, And that's what I've held on to, although I have other things I've questioned and let go of and moved beyond. That that part of God I, I, I tend to keep dear and close to me. Um, and, of course, there's a lot to be said about that in a world full of so much hate. Um, but, yeah, I, I, would, I would ground it in love. It would say it was my interpretation of God is a force, a one. It's really difficult to articulate, but that is 
and expressive and essence is love. Um, I'm not sure. There's more to be said about that, but I can start there. Hello? Yes. So, going back to um, Torre. Yeah. So, and, and, and taking away from what now we're saying about his interpretation of God. Yeah. So, if, if atheists do not believe in God, um, who or how do they think that creation was uh, came about and how the earth ever came into existence? Well, mo- most uh, atheists that I know uh, would say that there is a, a the idea that there was a Big Bang that caused the universe, or perhaps the universe always existed. We don't necessarily know. But um, to that question, uh, I can't say uh, unequivocally that I know the answer to who created the universe or what entity created the universe. Um, However, that doesn't mean that, and what I feel that the, the God proposition does is that it tends to, negate and ignore things that are um, that people are trying to explain or find the answers to. So even at this point, even if we do not know the exact origins of the universe, or if somebody in the sky or wherever you think God resides said, let there be light or let there be a planet Earth, um, that doesn't mean that at some point we will not be able to find the conclusions as to how the Earth originated and how we as a species evolved on this planet. I mean, we have pretty good scientific um, uh, uh, evidence in terms of how man evolved, and that we share common answers. Uh, we share a common uh, link to all living things. So, uh, man, man in and of himself is not his own entity. So, we share uh, uh, relationships to other animals and. I feel that this is a conversation that we should have, and I think what theology tends to do is it says, here is one book, and this particular book has all the answers, without without uh, exploring other things like um, paleontology or um, uh, space exploration, astronomy, et cetera, et cetera, so that we know how the universe, how the universe, what it entails, what it involves, and how we tie into that huge picture. And I don't think that the Bible, I mean, most of us will agree if we have any uh, uh, inclination to to read science. I'm sure we've all somewhat acquainted with those uh, theories that the earth was not, is a lot more than 10,000 years old, as a lot of theists tend to, and closer to uh, several billion years old. And the universe is infinitely older. So this is why I think um, even though theology and uh, science can exist, I think that there needs to be a distinct separation. But how do you explain those things um, that science doesn't provide a reasonable explanation for? (laughs) Let me interject for a second. I think that um, one of the problems that most atheists have with religion is that it allows an answer for the unanswerable at at this present time. It allows you to interject knowledge that more often than not is hearsay and not scientifically based. For instance, um, just with the question that was just asked, 
as of right now, we know that the Earth is more than 2,000 years old. We know that the Earth is more than 10,000 years old. But to the creationists, that even with the scientific evidence to back that up, that's not enough for them. So it's difficult, in my opinion, to have a partnership between um, atheism and religion, creationism, and science and the scientific, because there will always be a pushback with any religious doctrine when it comes to scientific thought. I also, if, hey, I, this can, is I, can, um, if I can just mention okay. something as we move okay. forward, I think it might be helpful for our conversation. Um, it's very difficult and dangerous um, and perhaps disingenuous and destructive, I think, to generalize. So when we're talking about atheists, of course, we're talking about a very diverse, eclectic group of folks who uh, have differing of opinions, who have arguments even amongst themselves. And the same thing mm-hmm. goes for so-called theists. I mean, there are so many different strands. The type of theology that my brother mentioned earlier that gets all truth from a religious book, I would call that bad theology. So just moving forward in the conversation, I think it's important. There are even Christian atheists. Um, so there are so many different strands and so many different traditions, both in atheism, agnosticism, and in theism. Mm-hmm. And I think recognizing those nuances and those complexities are important as we move forward. I, I, if, but, if I may for one moment. But how would you describe it? Uh, if I may for one moment, or am I, am I uh, interrupting? No, go ahead, sorry. I, you can go Hello. Go ahead. Yeah. Hi. What I what I what I even though there are different um, uh, uh, what I like to call hard and soft atheistic views, and even within um, religion, there's also a hard and a soft view, um, or sort of an armchair religion, uh, et cetera, et cetera. What what all atheists have in common uh, is the fact that they they do not believe in God claims. Now that could be uh, the almighty God that most Christians adhere to. It could be Zeus. It could be Apollo. It could be anything. It's it's a, right. it's a, a distinct line of a rejection in God claims. Everything else is sort of... Mm, but I think it would be safe to say that all atheists share this in common. Even though we, we don't all agree, we don't agree with all the great uh, uh, atheist thinkers, et cetera, et cetera. But that's what I I know for a fact. Right. And I yeah, that's, so that's our starting point. Okay, geez. All right. Hey, you guys hear me? This is Stephen. Can you guys hear me? I don't want to talk over yes. anybody. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this, is, well, this is one. I actually have uh, a question for now. You mentioned Christian atheist. How would you describe a Christian, a Christian atheist? It's someone who rejects, from my readings and research, it's someone who rejects the belief in the Christian God yet follows the teachings, or at least many of the teachings of Christianity perhaps Jesus in particular. Um, so, yeah, um, Christian humanism might be sort of synonymous, but uh, there's an actual group of people who prefer to themselves and self-identify as Christian atheists, and I'm sure there are Muslim atheists. And you can probably name place any religion there and put atheists after, and there are a group of folk who self-identify as such, but who use the religious material, who use the re- religious teachings, uh, et cetera, as ways of living life, giving meaning to their lives, et cetera, adapting to their environment, but yet not claiming or rejecting, actually, the existence of the deity of that religion. So what you're saying is that... Is that not agnostic? Ever... Is that not the same as being agnostic? It's something I mean, more particular than agnosticism, I would, I would say. Okay. 
Um, right, because yeah. they're particularly but, uh, following a certain strand of religious thought. So they want to name place there and say we're Christians of sorts, yet we're atheists. So I'm sure there's a lot of overlap here. It's not neatly categorized. Like I think that's what I was trying to allude to with the generalization. It's very overlap. It's very messy, I think, at least, when you get really to the nitty-gritty. And I think this is one case, an example. Um, a lot of folks... Um, I believe are not neatly atheist or theist or agnostic. It's a lot of messy overlap when you really get to those hard, hard questions. We have and a caller on the line. With you. One second. We have a caller on the line. Could you state your first name and where you're from? Hello? Okay. guess they're not talking. Go ahead. Hey, this is Steve. How are you guys doing? So I was sitting there, I was listening, and it was, it's strange to me that we, we draw these artificial lines. I'm a scientist by training, and I'm a Christian by, by faith and by choice. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, science does a great job telling what happened in the series of events of, you know, logical, rational thought, but they can never explain the why question. Even when you take the big thing all the way back to the first spark, they can never explain the why. They can discredit some of the some of the quote unquote facts of the Bible because the Bible was transmitted originally as oral history and we know it's gonna have flaws in it, but they can never discredit the creative force. And earlier we were talking about what someone's definition of God is and I think, in my opinion, that God is like this greater type of we love that all humans have, atheists and non-believers. And the thing that is really interesting to me is that atheists rely on science, and science is based on theory, which in itself is a question. People who are believers have the same thing. It's based on a question. We all go back to the same thing. Why are we here? What's my purpose? How did life come to be? But at the end of the day, whereas atheists tend to rely upon their own empirical knowledge or knowledge that they can see, taste, touch, or whatever, and have rational thought. Christians do the same thing as far as their feelings, but at the end of the day, they decide that I'm going to believe that there's something greater than I know. And that's the only major difference between both the sects. And I applaud both now, I'm sorry, Taquan and Toure for having enough courage to question beliefs. Because personally, I wouldn't favor God that couldn't answer my questions. Well, this is Laquan, and let me, let me interject for a second. Yeah. Let, me, let me interject for a second, because I do believe that science does give you the why with facts, whereas religion gives you a why with, like I said, with hearsay. I think, one, not everyone believes in the Christian faith, and they definitely don't all believe in the Christian creation myth. So I think that kind of takes away the, the Christian version of, quote, unquote, how he came to be. I would think that if... Right. That was the the quote unquote factual, um, you know, the the factual evidence for the Then they would that would take care of the why for all faith, but it doesn't. Science doesn't. Science will take care of the why. Science doesn't explain the why that we have as of right now. And I think that with science, science does we not have explain the initial why. What science does? science? Let me finish my thought. What science does is it always leaves a question. What religion does is it gives you an answer just based off, well, the only other reason it could have been is because of God, and that's not necessarily so. 
that's not necessarily true either. I think you have a where I could have second, a narrow Steven. definition of what atheism is. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I have um I want to introduce another caller on the line. I have um Pastor Nathaniel Cox on the line from Lawrenburg, North okay. Carolina. Who can interject okay. any time that he wants. But I don't know if he um has input for um, this particular part of the discussion. No, I welcome Collins. I love him. Are you still there, Pastor Cox? Oh, he's off the line. Sorry. All right, go ahead. I think um, if I if I can just if I can just mention, I don't mean to, I guess, um, change the discourse or the direction of the conversation, but these conversations, I was. I was I had pause to be honest when I heard the topic because we all know how these conversations go, right? <laughs> you know, I think we all have had some experience in our personal lives and they tend to be grounded in questions of creationism and either, you know, right. what happens before humans got here or what happens when you die. I tend not to entertain those kind of conversations because they tend to get us nowhere and honestly, quite frankly, I don't care that much about them. I'm much more concerned about uh, real-life, everyday situations. And to me, if we begin to have conversations around that, then there's a lot more room for solidarity, even in different solidarity, even in um, uh, diversity. So I think that we might need to, and as I'm not saying let's move from this right now, but I would be interested in talking about some more day-to-day, every-life things, uh, things that we don't um, necessarily question. How does your atheist perspective or your theist perspective or agnostic perspective speak to that? your everyday materiality, the things you experience in your everyday lives. That's what I hope we can talk about that later. This is Taquan. Let me interject with a question because there was was something out there. There is something I did want to ask. Now, what do you feel the impact of Christianity has been on the black community as a whole? Do you think it's been a positive impact or a negative impact? Oh, I mean, of course both, right? (laughs) I mean, um, of course both. And I'm talking historically and, and particularly Contemporarily, I would probably want to want to say more negative. Though I would still leave room for particular Black Christian communities that are doing great work. Um, unfortunately, like anything else, religion has been co-opted and adopted by those in power, and we can uh, quote and cite historical examples of how that has, you know, particularly oppressed folks. Particularly for the Black community, um, the Black Church in particular rose out of. A racial, racial oppression here in the U.S. The AME Church was the first quote-unquote black church to be founded and originally it was built on a lot of great ideals that really empowered and energized the black community. Um, though there was problems there. I don't want to romanticize the past. Unfortunately, I think now we live in an era where black Christianity in particular, if there's such a thing, has like I said, been co-opted by uh, mainstream thought, mainstream ideas. When you turn on uh, the Word Network, you might get a really bad interpretation of who God is or who Jesus is when you watch those kind of preachers. I'm not going to mention any specific names. Um, so I think a lot of times, like I was saying, as far as we can't generalize, the, the, the Christian faith and teaching has a lot to say about being black in America. Just read a James Cone book, and he'll break it down for you much better than I can or read some liberation theology, whether I know atheist friends, I have atheist friends who love James um, So I think that we have to be able to take into account both the good and the bad, and Christianity has done just that for black folks. It I has told us that we're inferior, yet it has given some of us the ability 
to move beyond our physical circumstances. If, and there's if, so many examples. If I may, this is okay. speaking. Hello? Yes, go yeah. ahead. To, 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 you asked the question, um, if it had impacted, uh, Christianity had uh, uh, impacted um, African Americans in a positive or yeah. negative way? Mm-hmm. And and to that, I would say um, I, I'm often perplexed at, at why, as as black people, we embrace Christianity since it is the religion of the slave master. So at one point, we were worshiping our own deities, and even though I don't believe in a deity per se, and then, of course, through slavery, uh, the idea of a Christian God was pretty much beaten into us. And so now we've we've embraced through oppression, we've embraced this God. So I think historically, for me, I look at it with a jaundiced eye and that we didn't come by it honestly, although some people might argue that, well, if it wasn't for slavery, and I know some people have actually said this, we would not be exposed to the Bible or the word of uh, of the Christian God. And then secondly, I would say that uh, I think uh, religion and the church does offer community, and for the people that are involved in that specific sect, or uh, arrangement, or congregation, there's lessons that can be learned and outreach and help and so on and so forth. But I would also venture to say that this is not something that could be gained through secular means. I think the only thing that Christianity offers that a secular situation doesn't offer is the proposition of an everlasting life, which there is no evidence for yet. So in which the our premise, religions don't believe in, though. Albert, we, we, we're still well, we're talking about Christianity, religion. correct? I'm yeah, we, yeah, I think we're talking about belief systems, right? Or yeah, we talking specifically no, about that, that's a particular question. That particular yeah. question was geared towards the question was whether or not I, was, whether or not Christianity had was a positive or negative effect on black people. Not to mention the amount of real estate that black churches take up. I live in a neighborhood in the Bronx, and I kid you not, uh, there is between in a four block radius, there is literally ten churches. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, pardon? No, I I, I was listening. Yeah, I think we have a call. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we actually have another one of the team members on the line, Terry Jones. Um, and I think Terry has a question. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. This is Terry Jones, a um, consultant with, uh, in my opinion, and I would like to direct this not only to Torrey, but uh, to others who uh, support the atheistic view. As a black community, our faith in God has helped us to overcome many of our challenges during our sojourn here in America. With that said, why should the black community even consider uh, atheism? And let me, let me also highlight for you, Torrey, uh, I want to make sure that we're talking about the untainted the unpoliticized and the uncommercialized God. So when you start to inject those factors that I just described, yes, yes. you still you do get those kind of uh, political. You still get those kind of uh, phony kind of leadership views and those who use him as a commercial instrument. But I'm talking about the true and living God, where we have a faith in God that helps us deal with what the world, the physical world, doesn't help us deal with. So why should we give that? When so let's let's. I want your answer to be very, uh, very, very mindful of the fact that take away all those all those situations that people try to 
back God into or try to build a construct around God to support some of their own self-serving views. And find, and, and let me know how do you want with with that said, why mm-hmm. has why should the black community even consider atheism when Christianity, the true and living God, when it's practiced correctly, has helped us overcome so many of our problems in America? And you're, and you're asking me, Therese? Yes, I am, I'm directing to, to you, but anyone else who wants to chime in is certainly, uh, if they deem necessary, can, I would certainly like to hear their opinion. Uh, uh, let me let me um, lead off with this one, Therese. I do. My name is Taquan Etheridge, uh, by the way. Um, first, I would say that as far as Christianity is concerned, as far as Christian God is concerned, just like Tori mentioned, it has, has, has been historically proven that we would never have been exposed to that if not for slavery, i.e., we had our own deities to worship. That's, no, that's, that's not true. I'll, that's not true. That, that's how I will tackle, that. tackle that, that first part of the question. Ugh. Also, I would have to ask that is Christianity a means for you to outsource responsibility to someone that may or may not be there? Or is it something that you truly believe in? And I preface that with this example. I've had individuals who, for instance, have health problems. And instead of, you know, talking to their physicians or changing their diet, what they do is they pray to a God that may not exist to fix their health problems. Or if they have bad credit, instead of getting in contact with their creditors to try to fix their credit on their own, they're praying to God to, you know, help their credit score. And I think those are the things that atheists have a hard time grasping with, where we really believe that there are a lot of things that you as a human being, someone who has rational thought and who supposedly allegedly has uh, free thought and independent thought, that you will choose to outsource your problems to something that may or may not exist versus taking care of those things on your own. Not, well, yeah, well, well Taekwon, let me ask you, let me, well, who, well, let me, let me just respond to that. Well, yeah, you, you talk about some of the daily things that we deal with, and some people put an over-reliance on God to take a responsibility off themselves, you know. But at the same time, the, the Bible says faith without works is dead. So it, to your point, you have to have some works behind your faith. You just don't say, God, uh, clean up my credit without you financially managing your own personal credit situation. But to go back to another thing you said, you said Christianity uh, was 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 introduced to us through slavery. Yeah, I'll agree with that. There are many many falsehoods and frailties with that with that European uh, introduced Christianity. But I'm and I'm, I'm going to take away. I, I'm because gonna, the Bible says so. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I want to take away any 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 word that we use, whether it's slavery, Islam, etc. And let's talk about monotheism, the belief in one God. And I think I say that one faith called by many names. So I feel as though you yeah, can, very people, people have a very, very, very uh, tempting way of always trying to justify things with names, and all that does is divide. Let's find out monotheism and say, okay, that's the God that we believe in, regardless of Christianity, Islam, etc. I don't I People evolved to that because previously it was nature worship, then it was emperor worship, then it was polytheism. So there was a there have been there's been an evolution of religious thought going from worshiping quote unquote the earth to worshiping many deities or worshiping the stars, the sun, and the moon. Then you went from worshiping that to worshiping to emperor worship or whoever the leadership of that particular nature was at the time, i.e. Pharaoh. Then you evolved to monotheism. 
So I would think that well, if monotheism was quote unquote where we were supposed to be, it would have started with pretty much with the beginning of humanity, and it, it hasn't done that. I mean, who knows who or what well, the majority of people on this planet will worship a thousand years from now. That I can contend that atheism in the worship of one's own rational ability is another form of a godhead. So it's by not you worshiping no, science, I'm, let me get through. By you worshiping, well, by you relying upon science and relying upon your own rationale, using the same rubric that you use according to religious systems, you can apply it to yourself. But I'm not trying to get in a fight. And we can sit here and talk about why people believe, and we can toss around antidotes all night. But I do want to take this conversation off of Christianity and to talk about what Christ is. And I believe if more people who followed what Christ was, it wouldn't be as much. Christ was a social revolutionary. Christ was a, a love warrior. Christ was like inside the church that the priest against the pettiness and, and the small-mindedness of the church. Christ preached self-responsibility. Christ preached reliance upon your own ability. So I don't, I don't necessarily see the inherent conflict between what the atheists are saying and what the true Christian faith believes. Other than the why without without going to the initial why. These are a the precepts that you're saying that Christ um, espoused. These are universal laws, uh, love thy neighbor, et cetera, et cetera. Christianity and Christ in and of himself was not the first person to um, remember there was a whole existence prior to so 3,000 years. We have no argument. It's Pardon? a universal thing. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that we have an argument because I'm saying if we follow those universal things, we would no, have you, an argument. No, you injected Christ into the, into the discussion, so I was addressing right. that. I, I use that. I was using one example. He's universal things, but he posed. Yeah, no, I think he's at the end of this point. But if 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 we use Christ's universal themes, we wouldn't have an argument. We're saying the same thing. If we did or did not use Christ, if we did, you said that the themes that Christ presented were universal themes, and I'm agreeing with you. And yes. if Christ just happened to be the funnel, and you don't have an issue with the universal themes. And I think that's no, what my brother no, no, I do not. Saying. What I have an issue with is the fact right, that... Now just, let me get the whole thought out. Let me get the whole thought out, and I promise I'll be quiet. I think the brother from North Carolina was saying that if you focus on that, that's what unites us. That's, that's the part. That's no. The part, that's the religion he believes in. That's what, no, that's because what Christ is offering is that what Christ and the teachings of Christ is, uh, of, of of Jesus, what he's saying essentially, which for me is a completely immoral system, that if you don't believe in me and my father, you will burn in hell. For me, that is a completely immoral proposition, and there's no way you can get around that. Uh, yeah, I mean, and so, and so, and you have to, and you have to, and you have to attach that to the Christ message. Because I think, that's what I, I, I think, that's, that's, I think that's, now, that's a misinterpretation of it. That's, I think, I think, I think point out. I'm sorry. See, let, let I think, that's, that's, yeah. First of all, can I, if I could just say a couple of things. Um, first of all, um, and I'm 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 going to say this: Christianity was um, Europe did not introduce black people to Christianity. That's just historically inaccurate. That's not true. Um, 
they've perhaps, and well, we can say, of course, they've popularized it amongst black folks, but the Orthodox and the Coptic Church in East Africa has been around before, um, before um, you know, Europe came over as immigrants, whatever, and, um, you know, uh, what is played in black uh, society in America, that's, just number, that's, just, that's just number one. Uh, no, but it still it still has to be historically grounded because we were African American when we first got here, not in that sense. Um, number two, I think to answer the original question of like why do certain folk, black folk turn to atheism, I think one that perhaps hasn't been addressed at least explicitly is the problem of evil as it's been uh, called. There is a lot of evil in the world. That is that is a huge reason. That's not the only, as my brother Tori can probably. Um, assert that there are other reasons as well, and they might be multiple. People might have multiple reasons, but the problem of evil is one of the huge reasons why not just black folk, but folk in general turn to atheism. How could there be a God, right, if there's so much bad things, to put it simply, going on? That's something that we need to talk about and address. Um, and I, I want, like I said, I don't want it to, the conversation to just be based in creationism or afterlife. It has to be based mm-hmm. on the here and now. And the problem of evil, I would right. argue, is probably but I, I want to address the here and now situation in terms of, uh, I think, the Reverend? Yes. He was saying that how does it pertain and, uh, and why, should, uh, uh, why should black people embrace atheism? Um, right. Black people have been oppressed in this country. But, what, specifically but I wanted US. to address that fact, that, that, that question, if I may. Of yeah. What I what I wanted to say very briefly was that um, I think it it's a huge hindrance to a, a huge swath of the African American community because when they are making their uh, political uh, ideas known or when it comes to the ballot box or just social issues in general, a lot of people glean their mor- morality from Christianity, and I think that. Because they, they instead of removing that from their process, their thought process, then they automatically judge based on Christian doctrine. So from that, from that small point, I feel that it socially, it, it, on, a, on a large level, can be a hindrance, and certainly not positive. For instance, um, gay marriage, right. where a majority, a large majority of black people do not agree with that, and the only argument that they have is it's because the Bible says it's immoral. Right. So I feel that sometimes they need to separate themselves, which is probably impossible because most, an overwhelming majority of, of African Americans are Christian, and they, they stop right. that belief. So I feel that right. it's definitely a hindrance. And these are important right. issues. These are today issues. Right, right, and I wanna, and what I would want to say is, okay, so now we're talking about religion. I'm a, I'm a theological student. I'm in seminary. I'm going into my third year. This is something I'm very interested in: the intersection of religion, culture, right. and politics. Now we're talking about religion. We're not so much talking uh, about God. About a belief respect. system. But it's so, a right. You can't, you can't just negate no, 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 one no, no, from no, the I, other. I, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there. But there's a big okay. difference between we talking about creationism and afterlife when we talking about gay marriage, right? We're talking now. No, but I was asked the question how it could be a, a positive or negative with African right. Americans, and I was addressing right. a negative and, point. Yeah, and I'm agreeing with him. Let him answer. Let him answer. Let him answer. Yeah, I'm not defending. I have no reason to defend Christianity, really. I, I was trying to agree with you. I was going to say the homophobia that's not unique to the black community, but that is definitely present and pervasive within the black community. We have to attribute at least somewhat to Christianity, and that is something that I 
hate I, I, I have to deal with as someone who identifies as a black person and as a Christian here in the U.S. Uh, and we have to deal with those demons that are very much present or whether you want to call them uh, evil or whatever that is in. So I don't think we need to romanticize or just spin. We can't have apologetics here. Homophobia particularly is something that has, uh, has, has, has oppressed other folk and it has emerged a lot of times from Christian discourse and doctrine. And that is something that I unfortunately have to look in the face and say that is wrong. As, as, a as Christian, it is now as doing a in Africa, actually. Say again? As it is now doing in Africa, the ethical culture. And all over the world, I, yeah, all over the world. But I would like for us to continue discussing the difference between religion and belief in God. And I think you are on the way to doing that now. So let's line and I don't know if they wanted to interject or had a question. So could the caller tell us their name and where they're from, their first name? Hello? Okay, I guess they're just listening. Keep going. I'm sorry. Okay, I think I was saying I wanted to continue to discuss, you know, the difference between religion, which I can understand people's apprehension and even misgivings about, and a belief system and belief in a God. It's totally different. It's totally different because we can back up many religions and come up with the shortcomings and we can express all types of dissatisfaction with that particular man-made construct and have a problem with it. But I want us to discuss the difference between religion and spirituality or religion and believing in a God system. And I think that's the root of our of what our discussion is. I think it's a very thin line. Evening. I agree. Yeah, I think I, it's a thin line as well. It's a very thin line. Right. And I'm, I'm not I quite sure how you can have a belief in God and not believe. I mean, it, it has to be, the message has to be delivered somehow. You can have you can have a belief in God and be non-denominational or ex- express belief in different parts of different faiths. I have friends who 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 are Jewish, but they're Jews who believe in Jesus, and I have friends who are married to to who are Christian and a Muslim are married, and they decided they're going to let their kids decide which faith they want to and they expose them to both, because they both recognize that they're just a a funnel by which they express some type of universal love toward mankind. And that's the thing I was trying to mention earlier about when we zoom out at 50,000 feet, we're really not talking about anything different. Even Torrey yourself, you said Jesus preached universal things. And what we're saying is God is embedded in those universal things. And I think that's what our brother from North Carolina was trying to get to, that you can't really parse it out into different sets and say this is God or this is not God and this is not God. God didn't put his ways credit. God is way bigger than that. And I think that's what my brother Niles is actually going to segue too, and I'm going to allow him to speak next. Well, I think I think there is actually a very thin line, and, I, and I'm actually more more interested in the human side of the human God relationship. And I think, and if I can quote Baldwin here, Baldwin says, and I quote, "It is not too much to say that whoever wishes to become a truly moral human being must divorce himself from all the prohibitions, crimes, and hypocrisies of the Christian Church. If the concept of God has any validity or any use." It can only be to make us larger, freer, and more loving. If God cannot do this, then it is time we got rid of him. I stand with Baldwin in that statement. Now, Baldwin didn't say you must divorce the Christian church per se. He clearly said that you must divorce the prohibitions, crimes, and hypocrisy. Now, I don't care if you tell me how loving God is, how nice God is, where God will send me after I die. If you hate me, don't like me, you're biased, you're prejudiced, 
then that's what I'm going to take as evidence. I'm not going to take the theory. I'm going to take what's actually happening in real life, right? So I think right. that's where the line is very thin, and we need to talk about those hypocrisies, those crimes that we as Christians do commit, have committed, and are still committed. And I will do that as a Christian, as someone who's committed to the church, but yet very committed to humanity in general. So I don't think we need to gloss over, we need to romanticize or sanitize our history and our present. It is things right. that we have to deal with. I know that I cannot I cannot be a hypocrite as far as like my research, right? And, and now you're a theology student, you're in a graduate school, so you know that when you get up and you give a dissertation, that whatever you give it needs to be factual or you're gonna pay the price for that. I think with atheists, you know, we see a lot of religious people in general, regardless of whatever your denomination is and who you quote unquote believe in, give off false facts with zero repercussions. So it, it, it allows for me, religion allows you, like I said before, it outsources not only responsibility, but it allows you to outsource hate. It allows you to outsource right. stupidity with with no repercussion. You know, when you look at a lot of the conflicts that are going on worldwide, you could probably find the root of that conflict in religion. And there's right. there's there's nothing stopping it. You know, it's just like an uh, an ever flowing air of foolishness in the name of religion. Right, right. And I would mention and I, that those people who are acting their way are not acting in true accordance to to their their core religious beliefs. I think it's uh, aberration, or I would say it's uh, a mutation, or some type of grotesque form like radical Islam. It's really not the true heart of Islam. And the same thing can be said of 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 the the racialized South when when the Klan used the Bible to to justify their lynchings and all of that, those are not the true. Let me take it even further. Or the Pharisees in the Bible, how they had mutated the actual core of what Christ was about or what true love is about. So I agree right. with you, Quan. The way that religion is presented at times, the way that we as imperfect humans embrace religion is imperfect. I know plenty of Christians who act unchristian-like. I know Christians who are intolerant. But no, no, you can't. But as a scientist, and I was trained as a scientist too, you need to understand the difference between theory and actual practice. And you can't necessarily hold all these imperfect beings to perfect practice because they'll never hold up to that to that bar, brother. It never will. It never will. Yeah, and, and I, if, I can say, if I can say something, as far as the outsourcing thing, when I go back to the whole comment about uh, not generalizing, like I said, I'm a theology student. I do like certain theology. I don't like most of it. But there, there are strands of theology that don't really talk to creationism or afterlife, but talk to the here and now. There's mm-hmm. very good theology, black liberation theology for one. And I think that, so when you look at it in that instance, when you're looking at a certain kind of theology, a certain kind of God talk that speaks to the here and now, that speaks to issues of racism, imperialism, sexism, heterosexism, homophobia, that is not so concerned about what happened 10,000 years ago or what might happen when an individual dies, that does believe in positive, a politicized God, not political party, like God is Republican or Democrat, but God cares very much about power, I mean, in the very simple sense of what political right. means. Then I think, whether you're an atheist, an agnostic, or whoever, if you care about people, then the theology has space, has space in any situation where folk are trying to make life better. And I'll say that very clearly. Um, and, 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 and it leaves room for space for atheists, folks, to that, come in. Um, the people, people that are, people that are uh, uh, ascribing, to, uh, ascribing to a religious uh, idea, typically 
do their do their good works is because they believe they're going to be rewarded in some way. You're right, and it's and not bad. <laughs> and that and that is what separates it. Okay, fair enough. There's commonalities between the two, but at the end of the day, theists believe that their good works and following the law as they see it, not forgetting the fact that different people interpret God and the Bible and Scripture and whatever holy book they are that they genuflect to in completely different ways. But at the end, right. they believe if they give somebody a dollar, if they go and they help it, Jesus is going to yeah. bless me or God is going to bless me. And, I, and as an atheist, atheist, I don't do that. Whatever I do for somebody, and of course, and I, I, I it would be disingenuous. One second, one second. It would be disingenuous for me to say that I don't. I do everything selflessly. Right. But what I would contend right. is that if I do something for somebody, it's not as if I'm not thinking that I'm going to have an eternal reward. And therein, right. there is that is where theists and anti-theists, there's an impasse there. Yeah, but, but well, I'm I would say I'm that with you, and I and I, I agree in the same way. I'm saying yeah. that yes, the majority of Christian folk and all religious folk probably have this kind of dream of the afterlife, and their current works contribute to the their state and their status in the afterlife. And I'm saying that's wrong as a Christian, but I'm saying as a Christian, I don't. And there are other folks like me who are saying we don't. We don't know what happens when you die. We don't particularly know what happened ten thousand years ago, but we do have a certain kind of interpretation of God that is here and now that's relevant to what's going on. Certainly. And, and, and I, believe, I, believe, I believe that, that uh, the rewards for living right are, are getting here now. You, anything else is some type of contract, some type of, some type of blackmail, some type yeah. of work arrangement with some deity elsewhere. But the rewards of living a good life, the rewards of living a moral life, are, are witnessed here and now on our tangible temporary existence here. And I would also, to Kwan's point earlier, science and religion are not necessarily separate, or science and belief systems are not necessarily separate. Because the ethics which guide science are based on some moral code that, if you take back, comes from some belief system. So we can, like I said, we can sit here and squabble about our differences all day, but I would much rather talk about our commonalities and how the two of us can Two different you know, sections. Religion are not the same at all. Yeah, Steve. Let me. I would like to interject in that, but I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say they were the same. I said. I said there's religion and science, and there's science and religion. I didn't say they were the same. I said we have religion. No, religion. Well, what I'm saying is, yeah, I, I don't. I don't uh, think so. I'm not. We're not the same. Yeah, that we can say that we can vacillate about that on another panel. But I want to throw out a question. That's your belief system. It's that's your belief. Religion believes it's dealing with absolute. Science doesn't deal with absolutes. I want to throw this question to the panel concerning specifically the black community and Christianity. It's been reported that since about the 80s, the Christian church, the black Christian church, has received about $400 billion in donations from the black community on the whole. Okay. My question is, really more than that, about 400 and I believe it was reported like $460 billion or so. My question is, why should the black community on the whole Clean Christianity when the investment doesn't match the return. If you look at our communities, if you look at our schools, the money that we've donated to these churches does not match what we're seeing in our community. Teray mentions the fact that in the Bronx, there are about 10 different churches in his neighborhood. And I'm quite sure that he can go through those same neighborhoods where those churches are, and the neighborhoods are probably in disarray. So why is the black community still clinging to this, this institution 
then we are not getting an equivalent return. Yeah, there's some, uh, there's some congregations out there that are actually doing good work, and if you really, if you don't believe in a particular thing, don't donate to it. Like people don't donate to certain political candidates because they don't believe in their theory of change. You can't really knock somebody's theory. You can't knock someone's belief system. So if 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 that belief system gives these people solid to to live from day to day, we're not in position to take that away from them. And you can't really make a, a generalization and say that all black churches are corrupt or all Catholic priests are, are pedophiles. You can't make that generalization because it's but unfair to those who are not. Yeah. No, well, yeah, well, exactly. It's unfair numbers, to those. It's unfair to those. These numbers, Steve, these numbers don't lie. Now, I'm not saying that every they black person agree with out those there... Numbers don't agree with your, Let me finish my thought. I'm those numbers don't agree with your belief system. I'm not saying that every black but, church out there is living foul, but 99.9% per the numbers are not getting an equivalent return on black people's investment to this institution. So with all... Well, of if we're talking about a tangible return, perhaps, but... We're not necessarily talking about something that's objective. People go to church for different reasons. They may go for something subjective, a feeling, or, or, or a light. They may use the church as a mental health type of thing. You, you don't know. It's not necessarily a one-to-one ratio as far as some tangible financial exchange. People give money for something else. They don't necessarily give money for you to help them with their mortgage. You cannot discount someone's reasons for going to church. Okay, you cannot if I, do. If you I, cannot I don't think we are. Right now. Hold up. If I can, if I can hop in. I on. think you are. Real quick. No, no, I'm not. If I, if I, if you don't mind, hey, I want to say that. I think it's a very good question. I think this is one of the crimes that Baldwin spoke of in this quote. I think it's something that we have to be honest about. I think the black church is not unique in this either. I would say this is a church, quote, unquote, church in general. And this is something and that we have to deal with, and you bring up a good question. However, uh, well, let me not say no, how to get the crime. Uh, 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 so let me, let me say this. I think that we need to hold them accountable, whether you're an atheist, agnostic, or, 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 or a theist, or whatever kind of person you are. If you care about people, if you care about these communities, we need to hold them accountable, whether you go to this church or not. We need to say, but particularly those that belong to the church, need to particularly hold their leaders uh, um, accountable. Those are the ones you hold I them agree. accountable. I agree. I would not say I would not say um, we need to somehow stop practicing Christianity in and of itself because a lot of black churches are stealing money. Just to be real, I'm, I don't think that we have to go that far. Um, I, I mean, I went to an HBC. I went to Morehouse. They stuff with our money that I didn't agree with, but I wouldn't discourage everybody from coming to HBCUs because there's things there that are important. I think we need to tease out and we need to separate and go things that are corrupt and, and criminal, really, and those things that are empowering and those things that are life-giving. We can't simply destroy the entire institution because it's doing this, but we do need to hold them accountable, and I agree with you. I know there's too many churches that do that. Let me interject real quick. You said that you don't need to destroy the institution, but if you look at corporations that have done the same thing, fiscal mismanagement, those corporations have been – Dissolve. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't mean the wise. I don't mean the wise. I don't mean. I don't mean institution. I don't mean institution like 
I, I mean Christianity in and of itself. I didn't mean I mean Christianity as an institution, as an institution that a lot of oppressed folk who don't go to these churches operate under. I don't mean a particular kind of church, church's institution. I mean someone like me who operates mainly outside of the church as a quote unquote institution. I mean Christianity per se, not necessarily the church. That's what I mean. Yeah, what I was going to say that the, the church's role as the moral uh, compass for the African American community should be once uh, people are, as is uh, dictated in Scripture, that they should give ten percent, uh, that they should distribute those funds and those resources in a way that is equitable to the community. I think it's an injustice that some churches do, some churches don't. They have these huge buildings. They're basically raping the community um, so everyone can basically be in a big social club. Uh, And where I find God and religion to be linked, it's because people are are, are tethered to these ideas through their religion and that somehow God is going to bless them tenfold. And there's no evidence to support that. I'm not going to offer an argument against that because it's, I'm not going to offer an argument against that because that just goes that that is the whole us versus them thing that we've been doing tonight. Because I don't, because I can give a, a an exact example of a church that doesn't do that. So I, I understand, and I want to I want to echo Lyle's earlier. I understand that there is corruption in the church because there are humans in the church, and humans are imperfect. But what I say is. Find something that you believe in. Find some type of belief system that speaks to what your theory of change is, your your theory of universal existence is, and make that your belief system. God is big enough to handle all of our questions. The God I believe in, he's big enough to handle all our petty scrutiny tonight. So, and I don't see a, 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 a material difference from anything that any of us have said. And maybe I'm just being too... Well, there, there, is a, a there is a difference. There is a difference. I don't there see a difference. material difference. A material difference. There's I see minutiae. I see nuance. I don't see a material difference. You, what, what my point, may I finish? My, what my point okay. is, is, is that somebody who, who does not believe in a deity of any type, um, I, I don't feel that uh, uh, the, the whole God premise, is necessarily a valid thing. I don't feel that in order okay. to be and and to express this good that you're speaking about, that the two are necessarily wedded. I think you can be a completely decent person, which goes back to the original question as to whether or not as a, a, a the good or the bad that it does for our, our community. And I think people are so wedded to the idea because, because they are... Pardon? And the God I believe in doesn't Please, let him finish his point. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I agree with him. I'm saying the God that I believe Please, in let him his point. doesn't need the credit. I'm agree with him, man. I said I agree with him. <laughs> it's I all right. I agree with him. We'll I, let I'm now. If I cut him off, I thought it was at the end of it. Yeah. We'll let Lop now but, give a closing statement since uh, we just heard from Torrey. We're mm-hmm. getting close to um, the end of the show. Yeah, Our I mean, final um, point. I. I Actually, like I said, I want I want conversations like this moving forward uh, from my perspective to be more sensitive in the here and now, not so much on creationism or the afterlife, 
but about how, whether atheism or agnosticism or theism, and it's so many different religions and practices around the world, can help us to make life better for folks. That's what I'm interested in, and I think that's what we all should be interested in. The divide and conquer mentality that has been taken over all oppressed people, but particularly the black community, needs to stop. And there have been moments of solidarity between atheists and theists in the black community historically and are going on now. And we should, we should bask in those spaces, and we should move forward to promote justice, promote peace, and promote freedom. Whether what you believe in, it doesn't matter. We, I think we can all agree on those two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have a final point you want to make? We have a couple more seconds. Uh, I just echo what Nell said. I believe that God is big enough for all these names, all these practices, and all of our questions. So the God I believe in, and I welcome you at the table. I think we, if we come together, we can actually, if we come together and get past these labels, we can actually bring about some type of social justice for our communities. And at the end of the day, for me, that was Christ's message. All right. Thanks again for everyone for listening again to Carolina. To, um, Thank you. In my opinion, to Carolina. Thanks, now. Thanks, Ray. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank um, Again, listen to us again in two weeks. Uh, we'll have another discussion. Um, when we pick out another topic, but we hope that you'll be here. Again, check our Facebook page out at In My Opinion TV. Thanks again for listening. You know, like the last time.